0: Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Jeanette Collazo, and you're listening to The Power of Why podcast, a show about human behavior in the workplace, productivity, human error, common sense, and critical thinking. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Power of Why podcast. I'm Jeanette Collazo, and I am your host, and today I'm Matt. Today I'm really mad (laughs) and I want to talk about that. Look, and it's all about hypersensitivity and systems that bring that sensitivity to the surface. I'm going to tell you what happened that I am so, so mad. So let me tell you, if you have been listening and following The Power of Why, you might know that I hate, with everything in my stomach... (laughs) Yeah, I'm very mad with everything in my stomach, social media. And now I hate it even more. Let me explain what happened. So I didn't have social media. I don't care for it. The only accounts that I have is one in Twitter because I want to know the news and LinkedIn, which I don't consider social media. I consider that, you know, professional collaboration. So I like it a lot. Okay, that's one that I'm going to, you know, separate as well as ex-Twitter, all right? What happened was that when I started doing the podcast, you know, you have to sacrifice a few things, and that was one of them. You know, it was necessary to do a Facebook page, an Instagram page. So, you know, against my will, and probably I was crying while doing it, I did open those accounts. And I know that I've been saying, you know, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and, well, undo, don't follow me. You know, I don't want you to follow me. (laughs) (laughs) What I did was, so this is what happened. Last night, I was, you know, monitoring my social media like you're supposed to do. And when I accessed this book, my account was on pause or I don't know what they say. I, I don't care for those people. But it was like there was some items that were flagged as fake news or that you are violating community standards or whatever. Look, when I posted in those accounts, what the only thing that I posted was these episodes, Okay. And maybe a little bit of an explanation of what the episode is about. So I never thought that could create a problem. Right. But anyway, I, last night I accessed my accounts and I had that flag and, you know, I'm an adult and even though it's a system, I receive it and, you know, the system doesn't have emotions, but I do. So when I saw that, I got very upset because it's like somebody's telling me, you can't do that. Like I'm a child. So I got very upset. I tried to look which one of the posts it was. It never said. I looked everywhere. It just said that, you know, it was violating community standards. Since I don't post anything different than my episodes, I imagine that it was flagging one of my episodes. All right, I don't talk about the things that I want to talk in these episodes because I don't want to get in trouble. But you don't know how many things I have to say that I don't say because this world is hypersensitive and I can't deal with that. Okay, so back to Facebook. So when I saw that that was happening, I said, you know what, this is what happens to you, Jeanette, for trying, for giving another chance. So you know what I did? I deleted all my Facebook accounts which were which was basically the personal one because my fan page for the podcast I could not open it if I didn't have a personal page but of course it was mirror image and, you know I posted in my podcast a fan page and immediately I will share on mine so it was mirror image there was nothing there you know what I'm so scared of those social media, Thing is that I'm so scared that even, you know, press the like button or comment. I had my brothers and sisters and whenever I wanted to say something about their posts, I would text them because I was so scared that something like this could happen. And the frustration is that I did everything, everything to avoid this. And still it happens. So I'm sorry, you know, Mr. Mark or whoever you are, I don't care about your social media. So to everybody else listening to this, I just want you to say that if you do have your social media, I don't judge. Forget most of my family. Well, everybody that I know, I I think that I'm the only one that doesn't have one of those accounts. So, no, I don't have now social media. So, if you want to know a little bit about me, I'm going to refer you to LinkedIn under my name. Okay? You won't find a page for The Power of Why. You will find a page for my company. My company is called Human Error Solutions and it's in LinkedIn. And I am Jeanette Colasso, PhD. If you want to find me, that's where I'm going to be. All right? So, I, I had my rant You know, that's why I love you, my audience, because you help me like get better and allow me to, you know, to talk and listen to me. If you are. All right. So this same topic takes me to the one that I'm going to talk about now. And it's interesting because it is funny, but it's not. And I'm going to talk about it. The title of the document that I found, and I'm going to, you know, reference this article. Sorry, I won't be able to post it anywhere because I don't have social media. So... Anyway, you don't need to access it. I have it right here. Okay, so the article is called 22 Ways to Look Busy at Work While Doing Absolutely Nothing. Okay, listen, because this is important. I say that what my rant had to do with this, because I do have another rant for companies, and I'm going to talk about my own experience. You know, when that article, I said, you know, let me take a look because I've done things like that many times many times let me see how do i look busy because at least where i'm from and i'm going to be very specific i haven't worked in any company that it's not in Puerto Rico, okay? So there's maybe cultural differences, which I doubt because I've done my research, but, you know, let's just give benefit of the doubt. It's something that just happens there, okay? So one of the things that I want to say is that companies force us to do certain things that are even against what we believe and out of character. I I, I am a very hard worker. I have an excellent and amazing work ethic, And if I did this, is because the culture of the organization put me in that situation so I can have a life. And that's not fair. And that's not good. And I keep seeing people getting out of their work at 10 p.m. at night, and that's terrible. And I remember I did it many, many, many times for years. I I don't remember when I had like 6, 6.30, you know, time to go home. I don't remember ever, ever. And, And that's sad. That's really sad. So I'm going to talk about this because you might need it, not because you want to cheat, but because sometimes you have to protect yourself. (laughs) But anyway, now going back to the article, because I do want to address this with humor. But again, it's funny because it's true. Okay, so the first one says, always carry a notebook. This makes you look busy, even though you haven't done anything all day. The office is an evil realm. The notebook is your shield. Ta-ta-ta. Okay. Now, I worked in one company in which the boss, the general manager, you know, she stayed there forever. And and that's fine. You, You don't have a life. Then that's your problem. I have a life. You know, I have to either, you know, go see my family, go see my daughter or feed the cats or basically go to a happy hour. I have things to do. So this has happened to me. And this person, if you left before 6.30, because she will call, that's the micromanaging thing that, she would do. She knew when you were not there. Okay. So we needed to get creative. I had a director's position and there was another director that we got together and said, we have to do something because we are both very efficient. I don't want to be penalized because of my efficiency. Everything that I needed to do has been done within the hours of operation. And I deserve to go home at 4.30, like it's supposed to be. This was you know, the schedule, 8.30 to 4.30. And, you know, if you weren't there at 6.30, she would make uh, comments like, you know, you're working, you know, part-time. Yeah, that's very offensive. Okay, so this is what we would do. He would take his notebook, I would take my notebook, and we would start walking towards the end of the, um, you know, to the exit of the site because there were other um, areas that you can access outside. And we would walk to that quote-unquote meeting. And once we were out there, it was like bye, and we would walk to our towards our cars and just leave. Never in my life, because of doing that, I had. Something that I failed to do. I never, never give you my the work that you assigned to me. If you give me a a due date, I never wait for the due date. I would give you that work before, just in case you have comments that I still make the due dates. So, yes, I'm very, very, you know, disciplined with those things. So, it was a shame. But I cannot tell you, you know, the fact that when you do those things, you lose very good talent. Like me and that director. all right? Another thing it says is that drink from a takeaway coffee cup at all times. This gives the impression that you're much too busy to make your own hot drink. Ensure that the extra shot box is ticked. (laughs) Oh my God. Colleagues will think you're so busy, you need that extra smack of caffeine. Now, normally I would say, oh, come on, come on. Nobody's paying attention to that the little box is ticked. But you know what? They do. They do. They actually take a look at those things. So, to go is to go. The way to go is to go, people. All right. Another one of the things that they say is leave half-eaten food boxes around your desk because you don't have time to go to lunch, okay? Your workers, uh, your worker, you know, will look like you are have worked all day, even though you haven't worked Through the day. Yeah, that's in parentheses. I know that there is some humor here, but again, it's not humor. So, well, but you know what? In pharma, this doesn't happen because it's very unlikely you are going to be allowed to have lunch in your office due to pest control. So I never did that. All right. They also say, never turn your computer off. This looks like you're always working. I don't know what to tell you about this. Now we have laptops, so that doesn't really apply that much. Have a baby. (laughs) Oh, my God sort of. <laughs> That's how it says, have a baby, sort of. This is what they say, oh my god, this this is so bad. Now I'm thinking about before if I had employees that, you know, did these things. No, you know why not? Because I was not that type of boss. Okay, so it says, have a baby. Find a random baby on the internet and save it as your desktop wallpaper. Babies are the ultimate skiving tool. With a baby, you can be late all the time. You can have days off all the time and you are entitled to flexible work hours. A baby can also double as your child, So yeah, super baby, I need you. That would be terrible that you have to do that. You know, if you have to do that in a company, the next step is an union. All right, go to the bathroom and stay there long time. That's terrible. Pretend to use the photocopy. Always accessorize with a pen behind your ear. No, no, no. You are so busy and so busy that, um, you know, you look busy. So that's part of your accessories. Okay. You want to have the notebook and you want to have your pen behind your ear and um, your phone somewhere. And if, you know, walk fast because you're in a hurry. And um, if somebody wants to talk to you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I can't right now. Okay. Do that. Well, this one I wouldn't do. But it could be a possibility. Check your phone during meetings. Now, I never do that. I think it's something that you don't do. I can take a look at some, you know, but constantly be doing that. It's not a good thing. Actually, it looks like you're not working. So delete that one. Sigh a lot. Like, oh, so much work. That that I saw all the time. Everybody was like, oh, my God. Come on. Come on. If, If you feel like that, then maybe we need to talk because maybe we need another person. Or maybe you're not being that efficient. Okay. So, but it's a way, you know, when you see people like going like that, you, it gives the impression that you are busy. The, the next one is extend your lunch for as long as physically possible. That way you can burn some time. Okay. And actually go and do some of the personal things that you can't do because you're working 14 hours a day. I'm telling you, I'm mad. I'm mad because I keep seeing this in companies. And I'm not saying that what I'm saying right here is either ethical or actually it's not. But when you have a company that operates in this type of scenario, then, yeah, it's fair game. Never stop telling people. How busy you are! I remember that I wrote an article, and that was a long time ago. And maybe I have mentioned it before in some of my episodes. But that, that article, I'm sorry, I wrote an article for the paper. It was pretty popular. It was titled. It was in Spanish, so it was titled, and that means the organizational firefighter. And the reason why I wrote that is because, and I was still working in companies. The reason why I wrote that is because it was. I would talk to anybody at, at the side, and everybody. Was was like, yeah, you know, it's like, how is your day? Well, putting up fires, putting up fires. Everybody was putting up fires, Uh, like a fireman, you know, like a fireman, like a fireman. Well, then I wrote this article explaining that firemans don't spend most of their Time putting up fires. They actually spend most of their time working on prevention, giving orientations, educating, keeping up with them with the equipment, making sure they're ready. So there is a lot of preparation, there is a lot of time intended to prevention. Okay, so no, you are not a firefighter. Okay? If you were a firefighter, you wouldn't be saying that you're a firefighter because there wouldn't be any fires to put up, right? Because there's no fires. So I started to analyze and study that situation. And this is what I, you know, observe. Everybody wants to be noticed. Everybody wants to be noticed. Everybody wants to make sure that other peers in the organization understand your value. Now, the ones that really get that top 10, you know, status, right, are the ones that are usually fixing problems. All right. So in reality, the company wants people and wants to reward people that solve problems. Forget about the ones that prevent them. That was me and that was my coworker. We work in prevention. But companies don't like to prevent because you can't measure what didn't happen, right? So everything is to reduce, reduce, reduce. So in that case, what I have to do is wait until their problems... So I can fix them and then I'm in the top 10. And then everybody knows that Jeanette exists because Jeanette has solved so many problems. But nobody stops and thinks, why is she always solving problems? Isn't it her job to avoid them? Well, knowing these type of industries, in these type of industries, you have to be noticeable. And what I thought was that at some point, you have to make believe that there is a problem or even unconsciously, create a problem so you can solve it so people know who you are. And by the time you have your performance review and your evaluation, that everybody's going to agree that you do a lot because everybody sees you in every single meeting solving problems. That hero, the one that is really the hero, the organizational hero, is the one that you don't know much about because you don't know much about because they're doing their job correctly. So be very careful what you're rewarding. All right? Okay, let me see. Watch Excel tutorials on YouTube. Yes, your screen is going to look like you're working. This is very bad. I mean, whomever wrote this, it's this is very bad. If social media, here we go, the devil itself, if social media is your job, then congratulations. I have friends that that's their job. PRs, marketing, and they're always in their social media working, but they're... So congratulations, you've actually been employed to do nothing all there. Hashtag winning. That's not fair, you know. But it could work for those of, of industries, artists, designers, architects. I guess that that will make sense there. Another thing that you can do is offer to do something that probably doesn't need anything to be done, like do a stationary audit, (laughs) like the inventory. I have these many post-it notes. Yeah, because you know what? Sometimes um, even to buy office supplies, you have a problem invent an illness. I'm totally against this. I guess if you do that joking, then you're basically putting it out out in the universe. So I wouldn't recommend doing that. And don't be afraid. They basically say your bosses have been doing all of the above for years and they get paid a lot more than you. Welcome to the world of work. That's the end of that article. And sadly, That last paragraph, that last statement that they do is true. Everybody has been doing that forever. Everybody. Maybe one or two, maybe three or four, and come on, admit it, at least one of them, like a At least the notebook, come on, be honest. (laughs) Let's be honest. So it's sad that these things had to happen. But the the reason why this happens is because organizations are structured in a way that it's going to put us in that situation. You put me in this situation, I really have to go. So I have to figure out a way to have a ficus, you know, that it's going to walk with me like the pink panther. I remember I I used to say, I'm going to grab a plant and I'm going to walk with with the plant and if I see somebody I'm going to stand still and then I'm going to pick up the plant again and until I'm outside um, because that's what you have to do and this is not okay This is not okay, especially because all of these things that I'm talking about create a lot of human error. So if you don't do it because you respect individuals, their families, their lives, then do it because it creates a lot of issues. These things create fatigue. And fatigue is the number one reason why we're making mistakes and having accidents in the industry today. So fatigue doesn't necessarily mean physical demands exceed my capacity, it also means that my stress, my anxiety, that takes a toll on us. Cognition gets affected. So, you know, organizations should think about these things because then things go wrong and they ask, why, why, well, you know... Look at the company, look at the culture, look at the way we do things here. Okay, so that's one of them. Another reason this could create errors is in motivation. A lot of people think that I'm talking about, you know, holding hands and being like, yeah, we love each other. Then that's great. But when I talk about motivation, it's in the actual practical definition of motivation, which is that motivation is the responsible for the quality, intensity and direction of ongoing behavior. So If I have to be motivated to do things right, then all of that needs to exist, right? That I get motivated by the organization, that the organization respects me. So, I'm going to respect the organization. So, yes, I am motivated and and I have the intensity and I have the quality and and we have the sustainability of ongoing behavior. So, there you have two of them. Another thing that happens with this is that um, it creates a false or a negative psychological contract, meaning that there is no link between my heart and the company's heart. And I know companies don't have a heart, but what I'm trying to talk is about that psychological contract that you deserve that I do this for you because you do this for me and the other way around, right? I do remember I had one boss that, um, and I think I've talked about this before, I think he was on the the Tale of Two Bosses. Um, That episode is very good. So if you want to go there, I might be talking about something similar to this. And I think I talked um, about this, but I had a boss um, when it was 4.30, and actually it was my first job. When it was 4.30, she would come to me, grab my chair and say, it's time to go. It's time to go. You have family. You have things to do. I don't want you to stay here if it's not necessary. But if you have something pending, then of course. And it was like, no, I don't. Well, then then you should go. And I remember that had such an impact on me that I was so grateful for having a boss that was, you know, respectful of my time, that when I needed to stay late, even I would go at one o'clock in the morning to observe, you know, the, the cleaning of the aseptic areas, all those things I would do very happy. Because I'm giving you some time from my own personal time and my sleep time going at one o'clock in the morning to wash a uh, cleaning of facilities in an aseptic area, then maybe, maybe it would be okay if you give me two hours to just, you know, go to the dentist. You know, so these are the kinds of things that happen when we have this type of environments. And I'm not saying that I want to reduce productivity. What I want to promote here is the fact that if you had assignments and you already did what you needed to do, then it's okay. It's okay. If you are late to do dates. then you have, you know, you have to either manage your time and if you're managing your time and still you have to work all these extra hours um, every single day, then it's time to talk to the bosses because then we need another position for that. And I'm sorry, that's the way that it goes. I mean, if you are in that situation, try to eliminate activities that take time from your day and that they really don't add any value and then match that with that. And because that's just what I did last night. I just deleted two hours of my work week by forgetting about the social network demons. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very dramatic. Well, this is it. I think that my rant helped me have this episode. And I really hope that that you get this information not as promoting inefficiencies and, you know, wasting time and all of this, but as a lesson, Um, this is what people do when they don't have a choice. And with that, I say thank you so much. This is all for this episode. Don't follow us in any social media because we don't exist, but you can find me on LinkedIn, Jeanette Collazo, and I'll be right there to help you, anything you need, all right? So for now, this is it. Until the next episode. Take it away. Thanks for listening to The Power of Why with your host, Jeanette Collazo. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share. And also, you can send us an email to thepowerofwhypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will join us next time.